Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. We're recording at Ashton Gate uh, today just to give a shout out to the Robins Foundation. A couple of them in the room with us while we're recording today as we've just been speaking to some of the students on the course all about their futures in the world of reporting. Who knows? Potentially on Bristol City. Lots to get through today. It may be the international break, but wow. Uh, lots to bring you. We'll be talking about the Reading game and that narrow win and Taylor Moore being man of the match. We'll hear from him. Hear from Lee Johnson. What's the latest on this free agent search? As obviously Benekafobi has gone, so what are they doing about it? And also, it looks like it was the final nail in the coffin for Jose Gomez at Reading. Uh, that win for Bristol City. We spoke to Gary Rowett, who was at Ashton Gate on Saturday too. We'll hear from him. And we'll be talking about the lads on international duty. It's also World Mental Health Day this week. We'll be talking about what Bristol City have been doing for that and hearing from Scotty Murray and David Noble. Let's start then, Gregor, with Reading at the weekend. Both there. Good first half, but wow. Were they a bit lucky in the second? Yeah, the second half wasn't easy viewing. I thought Reading were very good. They pushed and pushed and... And they maybe deserve something from the game in the end. Ovi Ageria on loan from Liverpool. He's the best player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very lively, wasn't he? Tough to stop. I think he created some of the, the best chances in the game, particularly that low cross just after half-time that um, George Puskas wasn't able oh. to convert at the back post. But, but yeah, Bristol City are getting a bit of form at home and I think it's mainly built on their defence, really. It is because... In the first half, I thought it looked a lot more fluid. The second half, you know, Reading like to go for a little bit more when they're behind anyway. But fortunate, weren't they, that Puskas sort of fell over the ball when that one came across the box. And then, obviously, Jara tried his, his luck a couple of times. It wasn't clear-cut by any means. You sort of felt that Reading had scored in the 89th minute or later in the last three games. You felt that that could have happened on Saturday. Yeah, thankfully, Bristol City saw it through. And that's their third clean sheet in the last four home games back-to-back clean sheets and yeah they're, they're maybe not scoring quite enough goals as we'd like in BS3 but they are getting the results and I thought that was such an important victory to, yeah. to follow up the, the two good points one on the road Lee Johnson had asked hadn't he for the, um, the the victory and the three points at the weekend to, to solidify and, and that's what they got let's hear from man of the match now this is Taylor Moore speaking after the game on the last week because obviously you've had two tough trips on the road you've got two good points there and then today I don't know was it tough a, a little bit today because obviously it's the third game in a week and uh yeah but you've got the points definitely I think uh obviously look at the pressing game away difficult conditions six goals all offset pieces um although I was happy to get my first goal uh it was frustrating to kind of come away with a point because we kind of did maybe deserve better uh, a couple of wrong decisions that went against us but that's football you come back and you go to somewhere like Brentford where we knew possession would be limited um, and we had to make that tactical change at half time to go from three at the back where Brentford were probably exposing us a bit too much and have to go into a four so 
it is important that we are all able to adapt to those kind of changes. Um, and I think definitely getting a point there at Brentford was something we were proud of. But as the manager said after the game, I'll only be happy with the point if we go and get three points Saturday against Reading. And I think going into today's game, we had one goal in mind, and that was to get the three points. You did a nice one. How are you going to spend the, uh, next, the international break? Uh, I'm going back to London uh, to see my family first, and maybe might go back to where I grew up in France for a couple of days. Okay, yeah. So that'll be quite nice. Is that actually normal? Is that, uh, uh, it's about... 45 minutes from Calais, down the coast, a uh, nice little place called Lee 2K. I don't know if any of you have had the pleasure of going, but I'd recommend it. I've been to Le 2K. You've been there? I have been you there. Know... Big sandy beach. Okay. I went on a hot summer's day once, went over for the day from, uh, got, the, got the ferry from Dover to Calais and drove along to Le 2K, so very nice. Where Taylor Moore grew up, yeah. Yeah, so could've, who knows, maybe he's uh, there now. And he could have been playing for France, couldn't he? I know, so. he's, I guess he's technically eligible. Uh, eligible. Mm. Let's just talk about Taylor Moore for a minute. I was, um, I messaged you during the game, I said, oh, who's, who's man of the match today, do you think? Because, obviously, we had Ashley Williams playing a really good part. I thought Masenga was brilliant in the first half, especially. Good, yeah. Dan Bentley was superb. <sighs> he made those couple of great saves. Big saves. But Taylor Moore, he's just, he just comes of age at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought the blend of Ashley Williams putting his foot in, winning a lot of the aerial challenges, and Taylor Moore's reading of the game, and, you know, I love my stats, and Taylor <laughs> came out with the most interceptions in the game of anybody playing on Saturday. So that shows his, his reading. And, yeah, I thought the two of them looked... And worked really well as a pair at the back there and was the bedrock, basically, for, the, for this Bristol City win. Quite astounding to think that if you had Ashley Williams and Taylor Moore in your defence, like, eight, nine weeks ago, you wouldn't you'd have be getting it. these clean yeah, sheets. You wouldn't have believed it, would you? And you, You'd think, we want Thomas Callis, we want um, Adam Webster before he went, but yeah. here we are. Fair play to Lee Johnson. He's getting a really good tune out of Ashley Williams. I think he's been superb the last couple of games. Yeah, and as I say, Taylor Moore works really well with him. And listening to Taylor then, and he was explaining about how he's learning from the likes of Ashley, who's, what, 37 now and back in the Wales squad. And Nathan Baker as well has played a big role this season. Yeah, he was unfortunately, well at the weekend. Unfortunately, not available at the weekend. Um, just, just want to touch on the other end of the pitch, though, because Fam, I thought, recalled to the team. And I thought he was excellent. He was, he was definitely a contender for man of the match as well. Scored the only goal. And I just... I think Lee Johnson's maybe been listening to the podcast and has heard, heard <laughs> he us say us. that Nicholas Eliasson and Callum O'Dowder need to play and need to play out wide and basically go to four at the back, have those two wide guys supplying the crosses and you're going to get the best of yep, you that way. And that's exactly how it transpired. Just a weird, quirky stat that that was the first goal that Nicholas Eliasson has ever set up for Fam and Jeju. No way. Uh, given, given that his crossing in Fam's yeah, sort of credit strength. credit to Dave Febbs on Twitter for that stat. But, That's a um, great stat. Yeah. Let's, just, let's, let's hear actually from Lee, Lee Johnson. This was um, straight after the going, Gregor, and you, you spoke to him in, in the press, so here we go. Yeah, I think on the back of uh, two big exertions from the squad and the players, physically, mentally, um, I thought it was a fantastic win. Um I know it wasn't vintage in terms of raining shots and crosses in the second half, but very, very young side there. Very young side out on the pitch and some fantastic players that are going to develop and going to become better uh, both as the season comes on and have got great careers ahead of them. So I was really proud um, that we kept the clean sheet. I thought Bentley was fantastic, needed him at a couple of points in the game and key points in the game and he was there for us. I thought the two centre-halves... Ash and uh, Taylor Moore are outstanding. 
and everybody worked their socks off. Listen, first half we controlled it. We controlled the ball, we controlled the game. You saw their threat of their sort of unique power that they have in those forward positions. But at the same time, our agility and our fleet-footedness got uh, a lot of possession and got a foothold in the game. I think they're one of the. I think their net spend was the biggest in the summer. If I'm wrong, if I'm right, sorry. And um, you can see that because they've got some great individuals, and I expect them, as the season goes on, to kick up the league um, very, very quickly. So, um, knowing how their manager likes to manage, and when the opposition goes a goal up, he, he very quickly throws caution to the wind. And uh, we had to deal and handle the ball better than we did in the second half. But at the same time, um, all I can be is proud of the boys, given the fact that, I say, that big exertion this week and we kept a clean sheet. Well, I think the win was so important today. You know, on the back of three draws, that was why it was probably a bit nervy in the second half. And I think the boys wanted it so much that almost like we, we forgot to play at times. And... That was because we knew we had that ticket of that 1-0 lead and we were trying to hold on to it like too much, actually. Um, but at the same point, uh, it's made the three draws good draws with that win today. And I think we, all, we knew that, we felt that. That was part of the hunger, but part of the anxiety as well. And just on the guys missing today, uh, Nathan Baker was ill, is that, is that right? Yeah, frustrating, got pulled out sort of hour and a half before kick-off. And uh, like, just got to deal with it. There's nothing you can do, you know. He was puking up in the dressing room there, and um, not ideal. But obviously, Taylor Moore was excellent and tweaked our shape a little bit, and it ended up working out all right. Just so one last one, just on the free transfers. You're going to look at somebody maybe over the next. I don't know. We, I've got one in mind, like I said before, but it's a long way off. It can quickly change. Um, but uh, at this point, uh, we're still looking. Still looking, then. Uh, hopefully Nathan Baker's better now, by the way. Um, sounds nasty. Still looking. The links that we think are strong in that striker department are Wilfred Bonney, and we've been talking about Gary Hooper for a while, but Gary Hooper's wages at Sheffield Wednesday reportedly £30,000. £30, Is that a week? Yeah, that, something like that would be very detrimental to the chances of anyone coming in. I don't think Bristol City are going to pay out that, that kind of fee. But he's not playing, so why would he not come and take, I don't know what they'd offer, but why would he not come? No, the, the latest reports this week were that he might be close to sealing a move abroad. Uh, there was a report saying he's going to Iran, to the <laughs> Iranian top league to play well, for Iran-based side. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, it might just be... Uh, yeah, might not be, not might not be correct, and he might be fielded interest from other sides. But yeah, I don't think Hooper is 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 going to happen. Wilfred Bonny. Wilfred Bonny. See, I said this a few weeks ago because he's been. Tra yeah. I was making the link perhaps with a localist of training with Newport and. Well, on the face of it, I think it does make a lot of sense, and it's just common sense, isn't it? Yeah, we we understand that there is a bit of interest from Bristol City. I, we believe that that's who Lee Johnson means. In fact, that, that he's considering Wilfred Bony. Mm. However, according to our sources, we've been told that it's unlikely to happen, and for the same reasons mm. as Hooper, that um, wages. Yeah, and I don't get this, Gregor. I don't get it. Not just wages, I have to say, it's contract length as well. Again, I don't get it. Why? Um, not, I know Ashley Williams is thirty-seven. He's 37, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but why aren't players... We just aged him by a couple of years. Greg was just going to check that. <laughs> but Ashley Williams has come to Bristol City as a free agent. His deal is only until January. 35. Sorry, Ashley. 
You see, I've seen him loads recently. And if he hears that, Ashley Williams is 35. I didn't. I thought he wasn't 37. See, I questioned it. Um, Ashley Williams, 35 years old, without a club, comes to Bristol City. We have no idea what, what the, the, the wages and the arrangement is. But from the way both sides have spoken about it, it's beneficial for both sides. So if these players want to stay and play in England, in the Championship at least... Why not? Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense like that. However... Is it, is it the lure abroad and that money? I'm not, I'm not too sure it is, because I think Wilfred Boney, from what we understand, is keen to stay around this area. He's got two sons at Swan, in the Swansea Academy ranks. He turned down other moves when, when he went back to the Swans. He could have gone yeah. abroad then, but he didn't want to. He, if you think about it, well, I know he's been training around the Swansea area. We spoke to our colleague Ian Mitchell Moore, who spoke to him in the summer when he was training down at Swansea. We all know he was at Newport uh, yep. with Mike Flynn for a bit. I think you... We couldn't speak highly enough of him. I spoke to Mike mm. Flynn about him and he yeah. said the way he trains, you know, he sets an example for all the players. So he sounds like he's a great trainer. And he played, yeah, I think you mentioned this as well before, Michelle, that he played four games at the AFCON 2019 as uh, Ivory Coast got to the quarterfinals. They lost on penalties to eventual winners Algeria. He unfortunately missed one of the penalties in the penalty shootout. But if he's playing for his country four matches in the summer, he's not, he's not too far away from fitness. So, yeah, on the face of it, it makes a, a lot of sense. And he is only 30 years old, so he's got a lot of time You're ahead of him. him, have you? Just like yeah. aged Ashley Williams. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he is only 30. So, yeah, if there was a deal that could be done, and I just wonder, it would be the club really wanting to protect themselves. Of course, from, yeah. yeah. And he, don't, don't forget, he had an ACL injury himself know, back in February last year, so that's not so long ago. He came back and then only played seven times under Graham Potter before he went on loan to Al-Arabi. Yeah. Had a good goal-scoring spree there that maybe shows that he can still do it. But, yeah, the best solution would be that he does something like Ashley Williams, comes in and proves himself... But maybe he's thinking, does he need to do that with his, his with his pedigree and his background? And that's probably where it's stuck. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Mm. And maybe City will have to be patient and wait until January to see if they can get somebody else. Someone permanent in January. Mm. Yeah, or alone. Oh. Or alone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it could be permanent with Bonnie, but they might not want to give that length of deal. OK, uh, Gary Rout is down at Ashton Gate on Saturday because the Quest team were down here filming their highlights Program. Gregor and I had a chat to all of them, saw Colin Murray, larger than life as always. And Gary Rowett, I've got to say, I know he's he must be keen to get back into management, but he's a really good pundit. And uh, this is what he said about Bristol City and uh, how they're faring this season. What do you make of Bristol City this season um, and the way the championship is panning out? Uh, how, how highly do you rate Lee Johnson as well? I think Lee's done a fantastic job. I think they've had progression season uh, after season. I think this season, I'm sure they'll be hoping to, to push for that top six. I think mean, they've done it in spells, but n never uh, over 46 games. So I think that'll be the sort of, not pressure, but that'll be their, their hope this season. Um, he's made some brilliant signings. I have to say the recruitment um, strategy at Bristol's Excellent, you know, the likes of Masengo coming in from Monaco for seven million. Um, to lose um, players in the summer, um, to lose, um, you know, some very, very good players in terms of the likes of Lloyd Kelly. Um, they seem to have a very, very good strategy in terms of what they do. Uh, I think Masengo coming in, I, I looked at it, it was an interesting one because I looked at when uh, Marlon Pack 
left and I found that you, you know you look from the outside and you think oh that's a strange one he was your captain he leaves then Masengo comes in you can see why you know with, with Casey Palmer dropping into some of those areas I think they're just looking for that little bit more flexibility that little bit more pace and, and ingenuity in those areas and perhaps maybe being a bit more mobile so so um, you know I think they've got a really good chance this season I know a phobie obviously I know Bennett really well signed him at Stoke but I know a phobie being out will be a huge blow um, but they look like they can cope and, and to me they look one of the strongest sides in the division at this moment that's praise from Gary Rowett who is an experienced championship manager uh, always good to hear his thoughts I think he's transitioned into being a pundit really well perhaps too well because is he going to go back into to work what do you reckon Millwall job is available uh, we think Reading at the time of speaking not officially Jose Gomez hasn't gone but we believe he's going yeah and um Barnsley, there's a vacant position there yeah. as well. These, what are those, you think? Yeah, those clubs are obviously deciding that the two-week international break is the perfect time to mix things up. Yeah. I feel really uh, sorry for Daniel Stendhal at um, oh, Barnsley. That's just crazy because obviously they had such a turnaround in staff in the summer, lost so many key players mm -hmm. from their promotion-winning uh, campaign side of last year. What do they really expect to happen there? So, yeah, he's maybe been harshly treated. Millwall, obviously Neil Harris has been there a long time. Now Lee Johnson is the uh, longest-serving serving boss in the division. That's quite an accolade for, for Lee. And, yeah, uh, the third post, where's that? That's Oh, Reading, yeah, we mm. understand that that's just a matter of time yeah. before Jose Gomez. I, I do feel sorry for Jose Gomez, yeah, because it, it feels like the, the fans... I can't speak too much because we, we're not experts on Reading, but some are backing him and some are saying, no, we, we want him out. But oh, they change managers all the time at Reading. Yeah, yeah, they do. Is it the best thing to, to chop and change again? And he did have a really good spell at the end of last season, didn't he? I remember them his side playing really yeah. well here. And they, uh, they, had a good, they had a good week at the start of the season, but that's where all their points came from, really. But... Just remember that losing streak that Lee Johnson was on a couple of seasons ago. It happened a couple of seasons in a row, but look, yeah. you know, they stuck with him. Yeah. Look where we are. Just going back to Gary Rower, I think he, well, he's obviously the favourite, I think, with the bookies uh, for the Millwall job at this moment in time. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back in the dugout soon. Yes, he's a good pundit. And I also thought it was interesting that he picked out Han Noah Masengo yes. as uh, someone to watch as he praised Bristol City's transfer work. So, uh, Well, yeah. they're out scouting again over the international break, aren't they? Yes, Lee Johnson's gone out to Spain and there's, in fact, as we record this, I think it's England under-19s against France under-19s and Hamnoa Masengo is involved in that. I've got a feeling that Antoine Semenya was on the standby list for the England either under-19s or 20s, I'll have to check on that. Um, but yeah, Lee Johnson's out there and he, he said to us in the press conference that he was going to have a look at some young players, maybe for the future in terms of coming into Ashton Gate. Let's talk about the international break in just a second, the players on duty. I just want to go back Back to a player you mentioned, Antoine Semenyo. He came on on Saturday when Fam was subbed off. I'm not quite sure why Lee Johnson subbed Gigi, because for me, with all due respect to Semenyo, they were better with Gigi on the pitch on Saturday. Semenyo just looked bereft of confidence, didn't he? He did a little bit, unfortunately. It it was only 20 minutes that he got and yeah a lot of people have picked him out for maybe not trying his best and I think he would, I think that's really unfair I think yeah. no hardly any footballer will ever go over that white line and not try their best mm. I 
I think you have to consider the, the wider perspective here. This is a guy who's only just breaking into the team. He was hauled off at half-time the game before. He only got less than an hour of the match before that. So he's in and out of the side. He's probably His confidence probably isn't the highest. I think we've got to back him and look at the longer term. I, I said before, I hoped Lee Johnson would give him a run in the side. Either starts or just consistently coming on for like the that final 15, 15, 20 minutes, that, which is how you quite often see young players you have to sacrifice fam for that. Yeah, you, you do and... Just on fam, he was magnificent at the weekend. So and good. Yeah, maybe that's a good segue onto his international call-up because maybe that yes, has kick-started his form. Have you seen his Instagram story? He's in Singapore. Yeah, long travels for yeah. him. And um, great... So Senegal, obviously. Yeah, great to be involved for Senegal against Brazil. What a high-profile match that will be. And hopefully, we'll yeah. keep an eye out when we see yeah. how he does. Uh, also on international duty, Adam Nige. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, he's... I think he's suspended for the first game, but hopefully... Which is a blessing. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> he's only going to play the second game. I forget who they've got in that in that group with Wales and... Slovakia, Slovakia. Azerbaijan. Yeah, I think it's Azerbaijan, actually, he's playing because he's suspended for the Croatia game. And, yeah, due to face Azerbaijan, I believe. And, yeah, hopefully he only gets a few minutes, if any at all, because we just haven't seen him play whatsoever. It's just nonsensical. No, and, and thankfully common sense prevailed in terms of Thomas Callas, who was called up. Called up then, when he hasn't been playing? Yeah, but then hasn't travelled to join up with the squad. And Hanno Masengo's away as well. Yeah, he's, as we said, yeah, he's he's with the France under-19s and, and uh, yeah, carrying on. Hopefully not playing business. too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's World Mental Health Day this week, uh, the 10th of October. Uh, EFL and uh, Mind Charity have combined this campaign. It's called Goals Worth Talking About. And Gregor went down to Temple Meads this week to speak to a man. The mural um, was... was done about David Noble. This was voted for by the fans, wasn't it, Gregor? It was, yeah. Uh, going from one energetic and fantastic midfielder in Hanno Masengo to uh, another very, very talented midfielder, David Noble, who's he's still playing, you know, down at St Albans, running the midfield there when, he, when he's fit to play. He had a, a bad injury last season. But, yeah, it was good to catch up with him and, and find out... Um, hear from him what he's doing at the moment and also to remember that stupendous mm. strike... Uh, against Crystal Palace in the playoffs, which was more than 10 years ago now. Can you believe that? <sighs> Makes you feel old, doesn't it? Let's hear from David Noble. This was the chat. What do you remember from the goal? And back then, I know you've been asked that probably a million times today, but special time? Unbelievable time. Um, I was saying before, it was probably the best goal of my career and the best day. The best, best time I had in football was was them a couple of seasons, two, three seasons at Bristol City. You know, we had a success and yeah. a great bunch of lads. And I think they go hand in hand, really. Do, do you still keep in touch with many of them? Obviously, I, maybe this guy here. But... Every now and then, I speak <laughs> to Super Scotty Murray. Yeah. No, I, I still keep in touch with quite a few of the, the lads from that time. As I say, it was a special time. All the players got on so well together. And I think that is why we had success, because everyone got on so well. I, I do all the press conferences with Lee Johnson, and I hear that the same questions come up, and one of them is always, who was the best player you ever played with? I don't know if you've heard this before. He always says David Noble. He says he always says, in terms of natural ability, David Noble. Have you ever heard that before? Uh, and not, not, from, not from Lee, but I mean... That's lovely. It's yeah. beautiful to hear. Um, it's amazing. I, 
to hear things from your fellow peers like that is is lovely. Do you still, still keep in touch with Lee at all? I, I, I do, I do, every now and then. Um, a few years ago when I had, when I didn't have a club and he was manager of Oldham, yeah. I had an injury and he invited me up and Oldham got rehabbed me, got me back fit and he gave me a month contract and it didn't go on from there, but I then signed back for Exeter. So, you know, I, I love Lee. He's, he's a great man. He's doing great things at Bristol City, which which I sort of knew he would. And I knew he was go down that path because... You could see that maybe in the dressing room. Oh, definitely. Was, was he, uh, he's, he was obsessed with football and yeah. any little... Any legacies, yeah, 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 the details. Uh, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. and he was right keen on that, and and he, he just loved football and loved yeah. coach, loved looking into things, and and he's gone on and done brilliantly well. I mean, I could see just from the short time I, I had with him at Oldham that how good a coach he was, yeah, yeah. and so I'm not surprised. Is, does that appeal to you at all, or you? you uh... It, it, I mean, I've, I've said it for years that, you know, have you got your... Oh, no, I'll do them in the summer. Do, I've never got round to it, but I, I love football. I mean, I think I've got a lot to give. I think I've got a lot of knowledge about football and, you know, it, it may be further down the line. You never know. And you also spoke to Scotty Murray? Scotty was down there, yeah, so it was he good He was to... doing some interviewing, wasn't he? He, he was. was like, he... Why was he wearing a big... When I see him, I'm going to ask him. He's wearing a parka with a fluffy hood. <laughs> it's only October. That was the fashion in the 70s when he played. So, well, yeah. yeah, back in the day. Don't <laughs> let me hear you say that. Um, let's just hear from Scotty when you were down there as well. Were you playing in that game? No, I was actually... I, I, I hadn't been in the squad, obviously, towards the end of my career. So I was actually doing a radio the, oh, the day of the game. For both legs, I'd done... I'd done the B radio. BBC so, Radio Bristol? Been, uh, I presume so, I can't remember. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So, it was live on the radio, and I think, um, I remember the two goals, I think Lewis has scored the, the, the famous Weasel goal as well. Oh, yeah. So, we used to call it the, 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 free, kick. the free kick, yeah, yeah. and um, I think, and then obviously, Nobs has scored the, the, the winner last minute, and I've literally screamed my head off. What about this man, Nobs? He uh, listen. What a talent, what a talent. As I said, he's a, he's, he's a good mate. Been on holiday loads of times with him. And as I said, I think uh, when I phoned him up and told him, he was actually quite shocked. And I think he, was, he's, he couldn't believe it. But he, and as I said, you need, you, you want it. And he's, as I said, he's made the effort to come down and see it, which is, I think it just speaks volumes of that. When I ask, when I hear Lee Johnson ask the same question several times, it is who's the most gifted player you've played with? Honestly. And he says, and he was, he was um, do you know what, what you could do with a ball is frightening, frightening. Yeah. I think, uh, and I was, I was just trying to him there, and he said the, his best times of his career was playing here. So I think, it, and the reason he's come down here, as I said, it's how well he. I, uh, highly thought of is at the club as well. Two general questions. What does a kit man do over international break? You still uh, have to do... So I've been in today, so the lads, the lads are off a few days, but I'm, I think there's still a few injured lads floating about, so I'll be in tomorrow doing bits and bobs, and then it's funny, I've got Aaron Wilbraham's 40th on Saturday at the Etihad. Oh, so I think he's, I don't What's know where, so he's playing, I presume he's playing Saturday, and then we've got his, um, there's a few of us got his 40th on Saturday night at the Etihad, so... I'm wearing my Liverpool kit. Right. <laughs> uh, Scotty Murray then credits David Noble as being one of the best he played with. He does, yeah. And That's a high accolade indeed, isn't it, to yeah, say? I, he's, he's that player. Yeah, David Noble. I mean, as you, you'll have heard me say there, Lee Johnson has picked him out as having the best natural ability of, of many, many players that he's come across. They both started out at Arsenal, didn't they? Both Nobes and Lee Johnson. And, yeah, great to hear from him. And just on Scotty Murray, I 
thought it was interesting to hear what he's up to over an international break. Does he does he have much kit to, to launder then, or does he get a bit of spare time, obviously? He's been so busy. Yeah. If, you, if you follow Scotty on Instagram, <laughs> the hours he does when there's midweek fixtures are crazy. Yeah, yeah, up and down the motorways. So, yeah, interesting to hear that he'll be out celebrating with Aaron Wilbraham this coming weekend. At the Etihad. That's a yeah. nice venue for your 40th birthday yeah. party, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice they're all friends probably as well. Won't, probably won't touch. be packed out as, as most weekends. <laughs> Well, that's your words, not mine. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next week and the international break, of course, coming to a close. We'll reflect on, on how those players do and if they're going to be playing a hammer and hand Noah Masengo, if he'll be getting minutes, obviously such a key part of the team all of a sudden and what will happen with Adam Nige as well while he's away with Hungary. And then after the international break, can they continue this unbeaten run? It's Luton away on Saturday the 19th before a midweek game against uh, Charlton. Gregor, unbeaten in 10 now. In yeah. the top six, two points off the top. It's, it's, it's going pretty nicely. There's a few uh, concerns regarding City's performances week to week because Daniel... Bentley is making big save after big save, which is great, but can that continue? And See, we're, the thing we're... is, right, Dan Bentley's baby is due the day after us. Oh, okay, that's a great little... So could okay. he potentially mm. not be in the team for a game or two? I mean, I, I mm. spoke to him pre-season and he said, you know, what will be will be, I'll be where I need to be. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult football, isn't it? It's not like you get paternity leave and things like that. So it's sort of his, his judgment and he must do what he thinks is best, of course. But might that be when we see Nicky Meinpah? Possibly. I, I mean, I've got no qualms about Meinpah coming in. I think he's a class act and a great to have on the bench. So, yeah, I think we'll delve into that one a bit more maybe next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, thank you for listening this uh, week to us. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.